When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Muhammad Usman, who's Kamara Usman's brother, who's fighting uh, the main main event in Titan FC this week. Uh, of course, we got Wean Dog. It's gonna be we got a stack show. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you. Don't leave the house. Speedweed.com. Check them out. Uh, Greg, congrats uh, on your sitcom, which aired last week. Thank you very much. Thank you. I completely forgot to mention it at the end of the show. When you're like, Greg, anything you want to mention? I'm like, no, 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 just hanging out. I'm well, like, hanging out with my and, uh, so, <laughs> now, now, tell everyone, what is a sitcom? Okay, so it's a sitcom. Now, it's not my sitcom, but I'm happy that I got to join the cast. It's uh, called United We Fall. It's, it's, it seems on the surface like a traditional, you know, uh, fat guy, hot wife. Uh, sitcom, which has obviously been a very successful formula for a long time, but really, what what differentiates is it's it's really more white guy marries a Latina, and she has nine brothers. Wow, she has nine Mexican brothers, and so I play one of the on the show on the first season. You only meet four of them, and I'm one of the four brothers. Wow, and um, that's actually really not, that's actually not a lot for a Mexican family. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's so funny because for me, I really just played right into it because, you know, I'm I'm a third of seven and one of five boys. So I grew up in this exact dynamic. So when I read the script, I was like, oh, I don't know. You, know, you don't have to give me, I know how to play this. I know exactly what to do. Did you even like, so, tell, like you use their lines or you do your own lines? You just, uh, I, it, all theirs, all theirs. Because it's sitcom. It's not quite as loose. It's multi-cam, so it's not as loose as like when you do single cam and they just let you improvise your ass off and then they cut whatever they want. Yeah. You know, this is in front of a live studio audience. So it's all pretty much, or at least it was, we'll see what it is going forward. But, it, you know, and so you stick to the lines. You stick, now, there's some, you there's some playing one. with it. That number one country, right? You guys are number one in what? America? You guys were number it was one. number one. It's been number one on Wednesday nights most of the weeks that it's been out. That's so, um, yeah, so it's it should get renewed, and I should be, uh, I look forward to hopefully being uh, more a part of it uh, in season two. Hopefully you don't get replaced by Tig Notaro. Uh, so. <laughs> You heard about Crystalia? No. Did he get replaced by Tig? Yeah, he like shot a movie. It was like a huge film, and they did. They took him out and had Tig do all his his like part. He got replaced by Tig. It was like a huge. <laughs> oh shit! That's so weird, boy. Don't, you can't go any further in reverse than that. That's <laughs> they're like. Let me go. What's the exact opposite of Chris? Oh, there we go. Tig Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. This is crazy. I mean, you know. The world uh, we live in at the moment. The world is like, and it's like, and that wasn't even like the top hundred weird things of the week. That's like, that was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. 
that's how crazy this world is right now. You're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but let's talk about the fights that happened over the yes. weekend. Um, so happy for Frankie Edgar. Yeah, um, no kidding, man. And you know what? I think he proved a lot. I think a lot of people thought his chin was gone after the Korean zombie fight. You know, Korean zombie hits a lot. Of, he doesn't look like he hits that hard, but he hits really hard, the zombie. Um, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, he's going to be a serious problem at 135 for a lot of people. I was really happy for him. And it was a close fight. And when, it, when it's a close fight, I think the winner should be whoever comes on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> It was yeah. That's a very that's a, that's keeping it one hundred, brother. <laughs> I, it was a hard fight to score. Honestly, like it was one of those fights where I'm like, I can't judge this fight. It was really, really close. It was well, so for, close. For me, it was it was whether or not I mean whether or not they weighted the scoring on power punches or on volume of punches because that seemed to be the clear thing. Frankie wasn't landing with a lot of power, but he was touching him over and over. Bop, yeah. bop, bop. Now, when, when, when Munoz would hit him, it was a lot greater power, and it was with the intention to knock him the fuck out, but it did add up to fewer strikes. And so that was what I was thinking going into the cards. I was like, it all depends on whether they gave more weight to the power punching or if they were like, just like, well, he hit him that many times, he hit him that many times. And at the end of the day, it looks like it was a numerical battle, and that's what uh, I think wanted for Frankie. I feel like also Frankie's head was going back a little bit. And when someone's like, has like, like, it's like when a fighter has a lot of hair and you hit them and their hair flops, it's somehow like everyone's like, oh, that must have hurt a lot more because his head went back. Right. For Frankie, was definitely hurting Munoz. And it, but it was a close fight. It was one of those fights where I think I could see either guy winning. Honestly, if they would have gave it to Munoz, I wouldn't have been like the biggest robbery. If they gave it to Frankie, it wouldn't have like been robbery. You know? And I had Frankie winning, you know, by a little. Not by a lot, by a little. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I, it wasn't. It wasn't when I was like, he got him. It's like, no, I was like, I, I was just like, I think it's Frankie, but I could see it. I mean, and even the, the commentators were saying the same thing. Yeah, they were like, this really, and it was a split decision. So yeah, I mean, I was super happy. I wasn't happy with your tweet afterwards. Uh, I know uh, I couldn't believe, but I said co-host. I, I know you said co-host. And I, but I have you on enough. I have you on enough. Green dog. But then, but then I started going. Well, co-host, we're co-hosting. No, co-hosting. you're the host. We're I know, the co-host. I know, but you tagged Frankie, and I'm like, fuck. I'm, I'm sitting there. I just texted him, going, "So happy you won. So proud of you." And then I see your tweet of like, "Hey, I didn't pick him." I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't pick him. I said Wean Dog and Vince didn't pick him. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I was. I, and I tried to be real clear. That's why I said co-host specifically. But I see your point. How if you don't, you know, if you're not in, you know, the podcast talk show business, whatever, yeah. you might be. You might consider us all co-hosts, right? Exactly. And then say that. But to me, I I was trying to make it very clear. You're the host. And of the three I- other idiots on the show, I was the only idiot that called it. So, uh, Wean Dog, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Good, man. Why do you look so normal in your pictures on Facebook? Like, you're always holding a baby with your <laughs> girlfriend. Your girlfriend's like, <laughs> the, like, you really are like one of those Marvel superheroes, but in your yeah. other life, you're a complete scumbag. Well, like, I mean, you a like super fight. villain. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't fight crime. You just like. Yeah. Just, well, I live two lives. I'm like a uh, very, very, I'm like a F level Walter White, you know? 
unsuccessful Walter White. That's pretty much. But I came in late to the show, and you guys were talking about Frankie, Pedro. I actually had Pedro Munoz winning the fight, and I was actually very surprised that the judges gave it to Frankie. Now, I'm not one of these people that actually can score each round individually. My brain doesn't work like that, so I just reflect on what I remember from the, the fight like as a whole. And I thought, based off of like the, the leg kicks and the octagon control, I thought for sure the judges were going to give it to Pedro. But I honestly can see it going either way because it was like the rounds were just so active you know there's a lot of action yeah. but you know no, i'm happy i'm happy because i was worried that frankie was yeah. gonna, gonna go to 135 and a lot of times when these fighters go even lighter their chin goes with them because their water goes with them and their chin goes mm-hmm. and you know munoz i mean he knocked out cody garbrandt he, guy hits really hard he fucking destroyed brian caraway not an easy guy to fight so the fact that he was able to kind of walk through a lot of those punches shows that his chin is still there. And Dana White said he's two fights away from a title fight at 135. I see him being competitive with anybody at 135. And what do you I mean, think about – I know the, a lot of people in the MMA community are, are calling for Frankie Edgar to fight Dominic Cruz at 135. What do you think about that? I think it's a good fight. I think, it's a, I think there's going to be a lot of running in that fight. Uh, but like a, not like running away, but just effective movement. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's a good fight, but – it's going to be a hard fight to make, I think, because Cruz is coming off a loss and Frank's coming off a win. And a lot of times the UFC likes to go two guys coming off wins versus two guys coming off losses. That's what I was thinking. When you say, I mean, it's like, it, it seems like Frankie's on the upward trajectory and, and Dominic's kind of on the downward trajectory. Yeah. You know? Although name-wise, it would look great on paper. It looks yeah. great on paper, but I don't think Dominic Cruz is in the same position that Frankie is. And I'll tell you what, you know what I really kind of got confident about Frankie's chances was at the weigh-in, he looked so fucking great. I, in my mind, I was like, he should have always been fighting 135. Like, this seems like the best possible weight for him. Yeah. That's when I really began to get excited about his chances in that fight. And when it comes to octagon control, I mean, I was thinking that too because Frankie was always, or rather Pedro was always pushing forward but we've seen that before where just because you're the one pressing the action all the time doesn't mean you're necessarily controlling the fight. And I thought Frankie was using it with those counters so productively that I was like, it doesn't necessarily mean he's controlling it. He was you also know? jabbing on the way out. He was also throwing, but wasn't just running, backing up. It was just funny though, because my, my, my wife has had like a couple friends over on Saturday night, she had like two, three friends over. She's in the backyard and I had to watch the baby. So I'm literally watching Frankie while <laughs> playing Barbie with my daughter. Like I'm playing like Barbie dolls. Like I, we have like six Barbies and I'm like, hey, we're playing dollhouse while watching MMA. I'm like, this could not be more of a juxtaposition. But uh, I would have loved to have seen those Barbies. I'm sure you were subconsciously were making them fight each other. <laughs> like, hey, look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah. So, all right. We'll do that. Um, Mike Rodriguez versus Pacino. Look, man, that was some great clinch work. That was vintage Anderson Silva uh, versus um, well, who am I thinking of? Anderson versus uh, Rich Franklin when he had him in the clinch and was like, we don't see that anymore. Guys don't do that that Muay Thai clinch, and some women do. It seems like uh, Jermaine Duranime comes to mind, but it was that was awesome. That was really well. That, that was the thing. I think guys have gotten a lot better at defending it, and I felt like Pacino or Pacino, whatever. I felt like he skipped that class. Because he, st- <laughs> he stayed in that clinch for so- that it cost him the fight. I mean, he got knocked the fuck out. I mean, yeah. I was just like, I- I've never seen any, uh, in recent history, I haven't seen any fighter stay in the clinch that long. Oh. And I, just, I was like, did nobody 
because it, it seems like most guys know how to get out of it or work that body. He didn't use, he didn't work the body when he was in it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Shayna Dobson versus Agapova. Uh, I don't know, I think I, if I'm saying it right. Um, how, do you, how do you say it, Wing Dog? Yeah, that's right, Agapova. That's right, Agapova, yeah. I mean, that was a weird fight because Agapova looked great in her last fight, calls out a girl that's three and four who she's an eight to one favorite. I mean, when have we ever seen anyone call someone out that they're such a huge favorite over? They're supposed to call someone out ranked higher, not like the lowest ranked person in the division. Um, and then she just fucking gassed the fuck out. I mean, I feel like her condition coach was data 5,000. I mean, she was, <laughs> she was done. I mean, she, done. Was, she was like just so tired. I Maybe she was exhausted or adrenaline dump or whatever. But wow, that was weird. That was really weird. She seemed super hyped up before the bell, like on the other side. And when she came out, I was like, oh my God, this is like a street fight. Like, I mean, you, I mean you've, done your share, you've done your share of blow. Is that how it's like on blow? You do like a huge two lines and you just want to go crazy? Yeah, that's <laughs> the good part. Then you even it out with a bunch of alcohol and then you do more blow. This is all cocaine 101. But now, but do you gas out or no? Uh, at a certain, well, I mean, the come down is pretty brutal. And that's where the pills get involved. That's why I don't touch the pills. I right. never would. But but that's usually what it is. It doesn't, the come down is, is pretty brutal. Yeah. I mean, I've done blow twice in my life back when I was in my 20s. And, but it wasn't like that. But you, you just see movies where someone's like, ah, like they just go fucking crazy. Uh, but if it's, it's good like, stuff, I mean, yeah. I mean, it can, and also, it's also, you know, everybody reacts to it a little bit differently. People that tend to be more extroverted when they do blow actually kind of straighten out. And then people who are, are pretty straightened out when they do blow tend to get pretty, pretty, you know, out there and become real talkative and much more of an extrovert. So it's interesting the way it kind of, it kind of flips the script depending on who you are. No, American Top Team, they do a great job, but I don't know, uh, Mike Brown or whoever was her coach, they got to relax this girl and say, don't fucking blow your wad. I mean, she should know that at this point in her career. Maybe she just, I don't who knows. I mean, people just sometimes, I mean, we, we've all done sets where I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, yeah. You know, why did I say that? I dug myself in a hole or that was the wrong joke to start with or whoever. Maybe, you know, you never know. You know, yeah, the difference is we can get back on stage later that night or the next day. <laughs> She's got to wait six months before she gets another shot at this. But good for Shayna Dobson because there's a girl that, um, you know, like I said her the last show, I said she's probably the best three and four fighter in the history of MMA and uh, in, the, in the UFC. I go, this girl, I've watched her for a long time. She's a good fighter. Now, uh, that being said, um, yeah, I don't know where she goes from here. And, uh, oh, like, I really wish gambling was legal in California because when I used to do those gambling sites, you know, it's like you, you win and then you have to go to like Western Union and they wire it to you under like some weird fucking fake account uh, <laughs> from like the Cajun Islands. And then you- well, Now it's all fake. Bitcoin. And then they try to get you like- Is it really? Then they try yeah. to get you to only take out like a hundred dollars at a time. You're like, what? but I won 2000. Like, yeah, we have a hundred available. And then I got to threaten to like last time on the podcast to get my money. So, but this is one of those fights where I'm like eight to one. I would have made that bet in a heartbeat. And and one at eight to one. In terms of odds, this is actually the biggest upset in UFC history in terms of odds, which is very interesting. Wow, I mean, well, you know, when she took her to the ground, I was just, or when she, you know, clinched her, I was like, okay, that's the exact right thing to do: slow this girl down. Yeah, because she was just going bonkers in that first round. 
Who do you who What's do you bet with, Joe? Who do I what? Who do you make your bets with? I use Bovada. I think it's like who do you the bet easiest. Oh uh, yeah. Wait, what do you like? What company do I use? Is it easy to get Bitcoin? You actually bet with Bitcoin? Yeah, use Bitcoin now. It's very easy. I mean, the the learning curve to understand how it works is kind of you know it's kind of big because it's like a new currency. You know, you want to be careful with it. But if you get used to it, it's very very easy. And there's a bunch of apps on your phone like Coinbase and stuff like that to help you with your Bitcoin wallet. So it's actually fairly easy. And I think Bovada is like the most user friendly one to use. Wow. It's a whole new world, man. Yeah, dude. I have a friend who's like one of these. Bitcoin gurus who they actually hire to go around and explain Bitcoin to people. So I went to lunch with them and I was like, okay, explain to me Bitcoin. And at the end of the lunch, I didn't understand it any better yeah. than at the beginning of the lunch. <laughs> it's so like, bizarre. Just, he kept it. It is. And he goes, and so it's like this. And blockchain is somehow part of this and all yeah. this. And so I just was like, I, I, he lost me entirely. I was like, you know what? All you do is confirm that I have no business toying with Bitcoin. So at least I know for sure it's out of my depth. <laughs> so uh, Daniel Rodriguez versus Dwight Grant. Um, so, uh, okay. So Don Fry just texted. He apologized. He can't come on today, which sucks, but he's got, uh, he's going through some things. No worries. Don Fry will come next week. Uh, he says he's, he's got some really funny story. I can't wait to hear him. He's, He's he's next. You the man. He is the man. He and you know he's a nice guy because he hit me up and he said he wanted to know what uh, what Shang's number was because he wanted to make sure Shang wasn't mad at him for his political views, you know, and uh, he wanted to call Shang and talk to him. Like, well, that's just what oh, he told that's you. Nice. That's, that's just what he told you. <laughs> you know. That's you know what, what I'm saying? Get the number. That's what he told you. I was like, uh, it's Shang. Uh, so, 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 yeah, I mean, um, but I mean, he's a nice guy, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he actually, a lot of guys don't give a shit what people think. And Don Fry is an actual, real sensitive, like, just a good human being. Um, so good for him. All right. So, all right. Uh, so, it's all creepy, boom. All right. Now, uh, Daniel Rodriguez versus uh, uh, Dwight Grant. Uh, that was, um, that was, that was, uh, you know what? Oh, that was a fight that just fucking, like, a Rocky. But the guy was completely hurt, came back and won. You know, that was one of these, like, a lot of times, like, I'm like, ref, stop the fight. What are you doing? Worst ref ever. Get him out of there. The other guy comes back, and I'm like, I love that ref. Like, that guy's your ref every fight. And this happened twice, this card, where this, yeah, yeah, completely out, and then you're like, oh, I guess this ref knows what he's doing. Like, holy shit. So, man. That one was a wild round. That one, the back and forth thing. And that one, I was okay with the back and forth, more so than the one at the beginning in the prelims. We'll get to that, I'm assuming. Yeah. But uh, but this one, I, that was what I was. I didn't. I I, I loved it. I, I was like, oh, from the jaws of defeat, he snatches the Even the commentators like, couldn't follow it because they were like, the guy was clearly coming back, and the commentators were talking about something else. And I'm like, guys, are you not watching what's going on right now? Like, it's happening so fast. I mean, this dude just yeah. beat his energy. And the other guy was like, all right, that's all you got? That was crazy. That was like a Rocky movie where he just it gets really was, out of him the whole round. And then he just starts coming back. And you're like, oh, my, how did that happen? Yeah, uh, like right as you thought he was about to go out, he just clipped him back. I mean, more fighters. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, Dwight was on his heels. Like, and, then he, and like, it was almost like when he hurt Grant, like that's what woke him up. That's what snapped him out of it. Like he was like, "Oh shit, I got a chance here!" And then he went storming back. It was wild. Wild. I mean, this guy comes from behind me with Anderson Cooper. Uh, so, uh, 
By the way, I, just, I did that joke, like I tweeted that joke like seven years ago. I go, I go, Martin Kentman comes back, comes from behind more than Lance Bass, right? So I did that, I just put it on Twitter. Joel Rogan says it on a telecast. He goes, like my friend Adam Comedian says, this guy comes from behind more than Lance Bass, right? On Fox, <laughs> on, like the first time they're on Fox. That the whole fucking internet goes crazy, right? Like, <laughs> like there's like threads, like fire Joe Rogan, fucking how could he? People have memes like Lance Bass, like we got your back, bro. Like, like just all this. <laughs> Some other guy was like, that's how the Holocaust started. I'm like, what? like it was this. So then Rogan had me on his podcast like eight years ago to talk about that. Uh, it was just crazy. Like, uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe he said that because the look on, I think it was Goldberg's face was like. Pretty sure that's not how the Holocaust started. <laughs> but that just goes to show you the way people just overreact to every. I think people literally just look for an opportunity to be outraged. And I used to actually, I used to go on that show, uh, Red Eye, on Fox News, hosted by Greg Gutfeld, when it first came out. And I was like the first comedian they had on the show. Because I knew Greg. Greg used to come to my shows in, in New York. And when he was the, he was the editor in chief of Stuff Magazine before that. So it was a little different version of Greg. But I would go on the show and I would do this kind of mock outrage thing where no matter what we were talking about, when they would come to me, I'd be like, I'm outraged, how did I, you know? And it was this character thing and everyone thought it was hilarious. But I feel like now it's no longer a character. It's like, that's everybody all the time, just waiting for anything to be like, oh, what did you, oh, like, Dude, it's gotten so It's gotten so bad where it's not like the guy on the, the Reds, the announcer for the Reds, last week who thought he was off air and he said the f word like the the word to the you know the the slander against gay people you know you're a let's say well you know you know, right. you know what he said. so he says uh he goes yeah this is like f city right but he didn't know he was being mike he was on air <laughs> so then they go back to air and he's like uh i'd like to apologize for my actions i'm a man of faith and i shouldn't have said that and this is probably my last broadcast ever yeah like and he, he got fired right which, okay, I understand both sides. He didn't know he was on, like, he didn't know he was whatever on, uh, on the air, you know, he was on mic. But my problem was people were like, everyone there should be fired who knew about it, who didn't say something there, who let that happen. And I'm like, dude, okay, if you want to fire the guy for saying what he said, you can't start censoring the interviewer because that's like saying, like I interview a, a fighter, a fighter says X, Y, and Z, and now I get in trouble because it's my show. Like my job isn't to edit people. My, you know, my job is to is to listen to what they have to say. And if they get fired for what they say, that's on them. But my job is not to. You can't get mad at me for fucking asking a question or for just being. Well, mad. and the other thing is that's a live broadcast. When you do a live sports, that's I mean, it all I mean, just goes right out there. I mean, I've actually had fighters on my show where I went the other way, like, cause a lot of fighters, I've had like three pretty big name fighters that came on the show and said some horrible things about, about religious groups or whatever. And I, and I knew that if I, put, if I put this on the air, they were gonna get in a lot of shit, right? And they were coming on my show as a favor. And I, but I knew they would also get a lot of clicks. A lot of people would tune in, it would get, but I was like, fuck it. I, 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 I didn't air it. I didn't even tell them that I fucking took the shit out. Cause I was like, you know, I, it's not worth it. I don't want to get people fired. You know, I, maybe people say, well, you know, you're not a, you're not a real journalist. Fine. I'm not a real journalist. <laughs> you know, if someone's doing me a favor by coming on the show 
and I know that they're gonna get fucked, you know, I'll, maybe I'll do it on my own, but don't hold me responsibility for like, I remember when we had, uh, what's his name on the show? Uh, uh, who was it? Um, Crazy Horse. And he just said awful things about gay people, which I fucking hated. And I said, I don't condone this, I don't this. That, that's, not what, that's not right, we don't stand for that, you know? But people were like, you shouldn't have had, that's on you. And I'm like, dude, what, the, what am I supposed to do? I can't control what people say. Yeah, I and mean, listen, if anybody ever has any question about it, please, I can verify, you are not a journalist. <laughs> 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 You're a comedian who's an MMA fan. I know, right. Exactly. Come right. on. I know, I, I know, but it's, it's hard though, because like when, when, when the people start going to like, getting everyone fired involved, you're like, whoa, you're like, come on. And, and that's just where we're at right now. Just everybody so, gets so angry. Anyways, we anyway, know. Anyway. Moving on. We right, moving we're on. just trying to have fun and talk to them. I be idiots. So, uh, all right, let's talk about, uh, so uh, Matthew Sellersberger. This dude, have you seen this guy? The guy had like a mullet, looked like Matt Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. Baby. Um, yeah. Guy looks like he like drinks moonshine on the way to the fights. So him <laughs> against this guy Minus, right? This yeah. dude, this, this black dude, I love him. He, so in the middle of the round, the first round, he, he's getting his ass kicked and the guy goes, this guy's awesome, I like him. Like he's, the other guy who's getting his ass kicked is like, this is my favorite, I'm like, are you? Is this a date? Like, what the fuck is going on That's right hilarious. now? Yeah, like at the end of the round, he goes, good shit. And then he corrects him. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they should keep this guy around. I've never seen a fighter so happy to get his ass kicked before in a fight. And just like, good for him, man. I mean, look, to each his own. Some people just love that kind of shit, I guess. Yeah, but you gotta admit, neither fighter looked particularly impressive. <laughs> uh, I thought I I I that other guy, Sellersberger, looked pretty good. Um, you know, I, also the first fight in the UFC, took the fight on one week notice, you know, didn't have a full camp. Like, let's see. Let, let's see. You know, let's see how- Look, he won, but again, neither of them looked, I didn't think either of them looked very good. Now so, the, uh, but maybe with a full camp, we'll, it'll look a lot better. But I was just like, I mean, considering what they were saying about him, you know, and how I guess there was some hype about him coming in and stuff like that. I was like, I don't see it in this one. He looks very ordinary to me, but- Maybe this is the whole thing. Maybe just with more time, it'll be more impressive. Now, Trevin Jones versus Value of uh, that fight, you thought should have been stopped in the first? Yes. I th well, that was the thing. I mean, he, he knocked Jones out three different times, and he let that fight continue. And then Value of, I thought he was obviously still trying to grapple his way. He was eating shots, but I felt like he was coming forward, trying to grapple his way back to his feet. And he called it, and I was losing my mind. Because <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love the way this value of fights. To me, that is martial arts. He's coming from yeah. everywhere, man. He threw an axe kick. When was the last time you saw a fucking axe kick? I mean, it was, and that was the other thing. Like, he let off the guy. He was so sure the guy was out and that it shouldn't stop that he let off him. Like two of those times, thinking, like, go ahead, ref, stop it. And the ref didn't stop it. And then he had to go in there and keep beating him up. I, I just, I thought, uh, that one, I disagreed with wholeheartedly. I feel Valiant was robbed. And I think that ref did a terrible fucking job. Well, I didn't see the first round. I just saw highlights. I caught the second round. And I thought the stoppage was good in the second round because he was trying to take down the ref. When a guy tries to take down the ref, when they stop it, it's time to stop the fight. 
I, but I mean, again, that's all. If you see the first round, you see that it's completely incongruent to the amount of leeway he gave the other yeah, guy. Yeah, I tell you, he knocked him out three times. He pulled off of him two of those times. Like, go ahead, ref. He's out. He's and the ref wouldn't call it. That's not so the fighter's to... job, though. The fighter's job is to keep fighting until the ref calls him out. I agree with that, but still, I just felt like it was, uh, I mean, to give that guy that many chances in the first round and then to go ahead and call it the way he did in the second, I, I was just, I was infuriated. And now, I thought, I love this guy, this Timmer guy, Timmer, whatever. I yeah. think he's, I love watching him fight. I will always tune in to watch him fight. Well, a lot of those guys, you know, it's just, uh, that's the best thing that happened to him is that that first loss, I think he, or second, you know, you're figuring out, like, you got to be careful. And now he's not going to stop ever again. Now, I told you guys Nemkov was going to beat Bader. I was the only one. I said, this dude is so underrated. I go, look at the guys he's beaten, the Phil Davises uh, of the world. I mean, you don't just – Phil Davis is not an easy guy to beat. He beat him. Uh, he beat uh, – the last guy he beat, Rafael, whatever his name is. Somebody else he beat really good, Cavajo. And he beat Bader. And he beat Bader pretty easily. I mean, he fucked Bader up. Yeah. Um, Ryan Bader, Bader didn't. I mean, yeah. But Bader, Bader didn't seem too happy about it. Oh, he was out. He was he was running away. I mean, he was yeah. running. He was literally running away. You know what's uh, awkward, Bader, dude, is when that when Bellator shows like the footage of Bader's family at home, like all watching the fight, like two minutes before he gets knocked out. Isn't that? Do you think like the organization should do that? Should put cameras in the fighters' family's home and like get no, their live reaction? No, that is no, so cringy no. to me. I'm telling you, there was nothing worse than that fight. I think you were with me when Hector Lombard fought Dan Henderson, and we were next to uh, the kids of Dan Henderson and his grandkids. And these kids were – Hector was putting a beating on him the first round before Dan came back. These kids were crying hysterical. And there was nothing worse than being around a child when his father or grandfather's getting the shipping out of him. Like, I don't know why – Yeah, they shouldn't have been there, though. That really isn't, you know – that isn't – it isn't for children, you know. No, it's, it's definitely... no. So, like, let's not show family members at all until no. after the fight's over and the person wins. You know, let's just that's, – that's my – personal thing because I I couldn't even cheer for I was I was sort of I was rooting for Hector back then because I knew Hector I didn't know Hendo so but I didn't want to like cheer for someone's grandfather getting the shipping out of him next to the grandkid you know mm-hmm. uh I felt terrible <laughs> I, was, I was like <laughs> quietly rooting for him um yeah that Bader stop now did you think the Bader stoppage came late because I felt like it came a little late in that one I felt like he wanted out pretty bad and then, yeah, yeah, I think Bader. I mean, that that was like a weird hook kick. It, that was like sort of an axe hook kick and yeah. a weird angle. And Bader was didn't know where he was. I think Bader stayed at heavyweight. Seems like he, his he has the advantage because he's so much faster than everybody at heavyweight. I would say up there because this this Nemkov guy is really good. In fact, when I know Scott Coker was fighting with Dana White over the weekend because he said he has the best two hundred five pound division in MMA. And Dana was like, you have all the guys we cut, which in some cases, a lot of the guys did walk away, but they have, let's say, Phil Davis, Ryan Bader, and now they have, uh, uh, what's his name, who just went over there? Um, who am I thinking about? Uh, the guy who ranked fourth, black guy who just left, who was almost got a space. Oh, uh, Corey up. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Corey Anderson. So they have three, guys, three ex-UFC guys. But this dude, Nemkov, is competitive with anybody. 
I mean, he may be the best 205 in the world. Maybe. If he keeps fighting the way he is, uh, that's, he's got a good. Now, Phil Davis is fighting Machida in two weeks. I hate that fight because I want Phil to win. And Machida is so fucking hard to fight. Nobody has ever looked good against Machida. You just can't look good against him. He fights going backwards. He's awkward. He, well, except for that guy that knocked him out. I mean, who was yeah, that? A couple of guys, yeah, the guys that knock him out look good against him. Yeah. But this is a hard <laughs> fight for Phil. Phil doesn't really have that one-punch power. He hits hard, but he yeah. hasn't really just put people out. And But Roy Nelson, he's got to stop. And Thank I, you. It was so funny. We had just been joking about him, and there he was. I was like, oh, shit. He's fighting again? Like, yeah. And it, yeah, it was. Listen, the guy's tough as nails, but it's not good fighting. No, he's got the best eight chins in MMA. But <laughs> there it is. I just there think that is. Roy, at a certain point, like, you can't get away with what you've been getting away with. You know, at a certain point, just waiting for that overhand right to come and come. It's just, come on, man. Like, everyone has evolved. You're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but you never use jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. what are we, come on, man. I mean, you can't throw eight punches around, expect to win fights. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Um, now, Dana White also was pretty funny. Cause so uh, they asked him about Oscar De La Hoya wants to go back into boxing. He's 47 years old. He announced he's coming back. And they asked Dana about it. He said, yeah, cocaine's not cheap. Uh, <laughs> That's why I love Dana, man. He's a savage. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, De La Hoya versus McGregor in boxing. It's a good oh fight. Uh, who wins? Greg? I, that's tough, and I, only because of the age gap. I mean, Connor's, what, a good 10, 15 years younger than him? I mean, at least. Yeah. So... I mean, I think just based on age and current experience, you know, but De La Hoya was one of the best boxers of all time, you yeah. know? Yes. So it's just straight, straight boxing. I mean, I don't know. It's like, what has, his, has De La Hoya's skills diminished to the point? Has the cocaine, the partying, and the, the drag? But then you got to go, Connor's also been doing just as much partying. Yeah. So it's, it's not like one guy has had a healthy living style. I mean, Connor, Connor's like 30, but he's lived the life of like a 60-year-old, you know? So, uh, I don't know, man. Who do you, uh, who do you think wins? We up. Well, if Artem Lobov can beat Pauly Malignaggi, I think McGregor can beat Oscar De La Hoya. So, my pick is McGregor. That was bare-knuckle boxing. Same thing, but no, no, with no gloves. Completely different. Um, <laughs> was I was going to say, so long as it's in boxing, I still give the edge to De La Hoya, you know? Because I, I think absolutely, I mean, he's still, in, in boxing, he was still one of the greatest of all time. And I don't think that, that that disappears even over, you know, what, 15 years? I mean, I think he gets in the ring, he finds it again, times it up. I don't know. I think I would have to definitely go De La Hoya. Well, I think our second guest is canceling, too. Uh, so let's just, hopefully we'll go to the whole trifecta of all. Yeah. You know, I put together these shows. I stay up all night fucking thinking of questions. I know Don Fry has not watched the fights. So now we're like, I got him on at 12.15 because I've got him at 12. We can't go discuss any fights because he didn't watch them, right? And then I know, <laughs> I know, his, I know his internet's going to be fucking god-awful. So I'm like, all right, 12.15. 12.15, I get a text. Don, okay, you can't come on. Then this, my friend Eric Cowell, who's a great guy, runs a great MMA site, says, hey, can you get, can you get this guy, Muhammad? Uh, Usman on, right? Muhammad Usman being Kamaro's brother. I said, sure, I would love to. He's fighting Saturday. So I go out and watch all his fights last night. Right? Oh, wow. And I do all the research. 
You I do the out, research. I figure out where he's staying, where he's where, where his where he's going. You know, maybe you are a journalist. With, who he trains with? What how, when he started? Did this guy play football for University of Arizona? He just started six years ago. He's thirty years old. He's six and one with all knockouts. One fight went the distance. Okay, him and Muhammad, him and uh, Usman, they don't really get along that well. Oh, they get along well, but they don't train together. Um, he trains over at the Black Zillions a little bit sometimes, but they're close. They don't talk every day. He doesn't want to use him. Uh, he, you know, he almost went pro. He was a defensive back for U of A. Is that a, a good football school? University of Arizona? Yeah. No. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> So I mean, it's a it's a major. I mean, it's it's a major school, but I mean, uh, they're more of a basketball school than a football school. Their football program generally kind of sucks. So he fight, signed with the PFL. He's uh he's he's fighting a guy who's two and five uh, this week, but his two wins are against well, a guy that was zero and three and a guy that was zero and two. So he never actually beat anybody who want to fight his opponent, and he's in the main event of Titan FC. So this dude that they're they're hyping him up. They did all this research. And now I have to text him, is he coming on? This is the kind of shit, just so you know. So I got Uncle Creepy coming on at 1245. We'll see if that happens. Because I posted the story that um, uh, Chuck Liddell told me. Chuck Liddell told me, hey, just you know, back in the day, in, you know, in the Pride, the night before the, he knocked, Randleman and knocked out Krokop, that they ran into Chuck Liddell. And they said, Coleman said, what should we do? He goes, you don't have a game plan to fight tomorrow? He's like, no. He said, all the way, all the way out. So I post that because I'm like, I want to share that story. You know, Creepy goes, there's way more to the story. He hits me up on Instagram. So much more. Now, there was also a story that Chuck told me that them double teaming a girl that fucking goes crazy. I want to hear this too, right? So I go, want to come on the podcast, talk about it? Sure. So we'll see if he comes on. But just so you know, there's a lot of shit that goes on in my head. And then it's just you two fuckers. But that's great because I love you guys. So, uh... Dana said that Poirier's next fight is probably going to be against Tony Ferguson. Oof. That's awesome. That's a good fight. That's, that's a great fight. That's a fight. That's uh, – I don't know who wins that fight. I mean, fuck. If, if it's the Dustin Poirier that came in the way he did against Gaethje – I mean, the Ferguson against Gaethje, you got to go with Poirier, right? I Poirier, agree. But Poirier versus Khabib, Poirier didn't look that good. I mean, he got – pretty much out wrestled by Khabib the whole fight and Ferguson's got some great wrestling uh but doesn't use it but he's got great jiu-jitsu Poirier also has great jiu-jitsu um I don't know it's, it's a pick em fight right I mean this is one of those fights that could go a hundred different ways uh yeah I think that's one of those fights that like as you get closer to it you begin to see how they how they look and the things that they're saying find out who they're training with etc and I think that's the only way you could ever make a call on that because yeah both these guys are such killers. It's going to come down to something little. It's going to come down to something small. And uh, But also, those guys are also, they're both very mental fighters, Poirier and Ferguson. I feel like their best version is the best in the world. But if Poirier comes out the way he did against, and he gets caught against Michael Johnson, or the way he got caught against Conor McGregor, but you got to look at Ferguson. They both get hit a lot, and they both yeah. come back a lot. I mean... And has one of them gotten old overnight? That's also a thing. I mean, you can't have that many wars. You just can't. You can't. I mean, how many? Both times? of them. Both of them always are in wars every single fight, you know? Every fight. Every fight. They've never been in a boring fight, either of them. Like, there's never been a one boo ever 
yelled during their fight. Yeah, no, Tony Ferguson's the Terminator. He just keeps coming, man. So it's I wrote unreal. This, so I wrote this tweet over the weekend that uh, that um, I said, you know, Tyron Woodley says he's gonna inflict pain on Colby Covington like he's never experienced. So he's gonna wrap in the octagon, right? <laughs> I saw that. That was a good. One. It got nine thousand likes and like a thousand retweets, but. You know, Woodley's a friend of mine. I mean, we've, you know, he comes on the show a lot. He's, and I'm like, ah, ugh, you know? So I'm like, maybe I'll tweet this wall during the fight so he can't see it. You know? <laughs> I know exactly where he is. But I texted him, I'm like, hey, man, you mind if I, he's like, dude, go ahead. He's, he's like, thanks for asking. And uh, I was like, cool, yeah. then. I was like, I wouldn't want a joke getting in the way of our friendship. He's like, fuck it. He like loved it. So, yeah, you know, that's a, a lot of the times, like, people are like, dude, he's gonna fucking kill you. I'm like, a lot of times I check with people before I, because it's, you know. Well, yeah, you don't want her to feel blindsided by it either, so. If someone's done know, a lot of favors for me, too. Like, yeah. you know, if somebody comes on our podcast, uh, that's the hard part. If I just had a podcast, it'd be one thing. If I just did comedy, it'd be another thing. If I just, you know, but when you have, like, fucking, when you're trying to juggle, that's when it gets hard. Because you're like, and fighters are sensitive. Um, and a lot of times they're not sensitive to things you think to be sensitive about. It's like that. Yeah. That, well, it's like audience members. How many times have I had people get mad at a joke that I'm like, that's the joke you got mad at? What about the 97 fucking pussy jokes that I made? But, but Dude, I had a gal one time in the front row loving everything I said. The whole set. Yeah, she's making noise. She's screaming. She's into it. Blah, blah, blah. Till we got to the last joke. And then the last joke, she... And then comes up to me afterwards. I think she's coming up to take a picture with me. She's like, I just want you to know that last joke. That was completely inappropriate. That was, it just ruined, ruined the whole show. Oh, God. I was like, uh, well, it, I hope you enjoyed the first five, six. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, come on. You guys ready Which for was? some breaking news? Oh, sure, sorry, go, go, go ahead. for it. Okay, I'll go for it. Dana White confirms Aljamain Sterling will receive bantamweight title shot against Peter Yan. What do you think about that? Oh! Okay, Aljamain right. Sterling is a guy who's on vacation in L.A. And I go, hey, man, can you help coach my wrestling team today? And he's friends with Junior and my other coach. Takes time out of his day to coach a bunch of 10-year-olds for the afternoon. And uh, that guy will always be cool with me for that. You know, like, uh, and you know, he's a he's a good dude. Aljamain's a he is. He's a sweetheart of a dude, a great guy. You've had him on the show a couple times, yeah. and I remember when we had him up at the Improv. Super great guy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm worried about this fight. I I don't know, man. I don't. I for me, I I, I think Jan takes him. What's up, Joe? Good news. What's up. Sports keys coming back, and so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will finally start the summer this weekend, and it is in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports starts to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL. That guy was awesome, right? They sat down with Robert Horry, who's a seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball. I just have his baseball card. And to get wow. their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called pandemic, visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Well, didn't Jan barely get by Aldo? 
right? Barely? I was at that fight. It was a close fight. A lot of people thought Aldo won, right? Right? Wasn't that the... Well, until it was stopped in the fifth round. Like, oh, like, oh, no, not him. Then who was... Who did, who did Jan beat before that? Was was Uriah Faber and then Aldo? Uh, let me check. Let me go on his sure dog page. Oh, no, maybe, was, maybe I'm thinking of Aldo versus... Uh, uh, what's his name? The um, the uh, Volkanovski. Volkanovski barely got Aldo, right? Was it Volkanovski that just? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that fight where everyone thought Aldo won. Was it? Well, Peter Yan, his last fights were Josie Aldo, Uriah Faber, Jimmy Rivera, John Dodson, Douglas okay. Silva. Okay. DeAndre well, the Rivera fight was pretty close. Rivera hurt him. I, look, I think if Aljamain uses his speed and his skills and fights the perfect fight, he's going to win this fight. He is beyond blessed. And he's got a new camp. He's trains in Vegas now. He's at Stream Couture. So I think it's a new, it's a fresh start for him. I think he had some distractions in Long Island. He was doing real estate with Ally Akinta. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, yeah. He just, he's got 18 brothers and sisters in, in, in like New York. 18, okay. Um, that's like, you know, that's a lot. And I think that he's, he's by himself in Vegas. He could, nothing but focusing. He's at the PI. I, I think Aljamain's got this. I do. I, I'm not, uh, Peter Yan's good. I'm not 100% sold on him. Um, and I'm completely Same. biased because this guy helped, helped coach wrestling. <laughs> so uh, just so you know, everything I said is completely biased. Uh, and if he hadn't coached my team or came to my shows, I'd probably be picking Yan. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I think. I think Aljamain's got. I think Aljamain's got this. I think that like the one fight that he lost when he got knocked out by Morats, right? And I and I, that was quick, but I think that was the best thing that could have happened to him because before that he was fighting like no one could ever hurt him. And when you fight like no one could ever hurt you, hurt you. Every time he's been cocky, he's gotten fucked up. Uh, Caraway beat him when he kept calling out Caraway, and uh, Jan, and then uh, what's his name knocked him out because he had his chin up and was doing kind of some funky stuff. And I think that. I think those are the two best things that happened to him because the humble, hardworking, focused Aljamain is deadly. Yeah. Uh, we I, 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 oh, well, I, I agree with you 100%. I think Aljo has, you know, more tools than Yan. I think Yan is a great striker. He has a lot of power. But I think if this goes to the ground or if it goes to, like, the clinch or against the cage, I think um, Aljo has a far better advantage in the ground game. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, I, think, I, think I don't know. I, I would like to see Aljamain fight somebody of a higher count, cal- like take another step up before fighting for a title. I, I, I don't know that he's seen. I mean, I'm looking at everybody, his, he's beating everybody. Sandhagen, I mean, I Munoz. mean, he fucked up Sandhagen. This dude was on a roll. People, everyone was like, thinking not to get by. He tapped him in one round, and Sandhagen's a beast. Yeah, Sandhagen's that was impressive. Better. I mean, he, just, uh, I don't know. I'm ha- he's going to get up for this fight. He's going to get up for this fight. Oh, absolutely. You better. It's a fucking title fight. <laughs> I should hope he gets up for this But he's one of those, fight. I think he's one of these guys that likes the attention. He's been asking this for a long time. He wears that stupid huge chain, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Komodi and the Kangol hat. He wants this. I think he's happy to be in the spotlight. And I think he's going to... Oh, absolutely. Listen, I, I'm not saying he doesn't think he's ready for it and then he hasn't thought he's ready for it for a lot. All fighters do. I, I'd like to see him fight one more named guy before 
he mm. goes for the title fight personally. That's just me. I, I don't think he's all the way there yet, but maybe I'm obviously wrong. I'm obviously in the minority here. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I like him. I, I was at a... All right. So anyway, let's talk about... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we go any further, can we go back to the Bellator? Because again, the last Bellator card I thought was phenomenal. And then this Bellator card, I thought they were back to Bellator. Um, <laughs> I really did. I was like, see, and this is why you're fucking Bellator. And the, especially, it, what really drove me nuts was the Julia Budd, Jesse Mealy, or whatever her name last name was. There was one professional fighter in that fight. You know what? That Bellator makes it so easy to bet sometimes because yeah. I was like, they were, what happened was Julia Budd is coming off a huge uh, loss to Cyborg. That was a good fight. Showed a lot of heart, but she just lost to Cyborg. It was a, it was a two great fighters. Cyborg's just, you know, arguably yeah. the best of all time, you know, behind Nunez, but she's right there. Totally. And I think Bellator has sort of the boxing formula where after a huge fight, They'll give you a kind of gimme fight. They'll right. get, get you back, get you a get right fight. They'll let you get, yeah, they'll give you a tune-up fight, uh, a fight to get you back, which I don't necessarily disagree with in some ways because. Yeah, but it should still be someone of, I mean, come on. Even her picture's amateur. I mean, she just was, I mean, she just didn't look in any way like she belonged in there against Julia Budd. It was on a two-fight winning streak. And I think that they just the, 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 it's thin that that, that it's, it's it's a thin division. I mean, they're they're signing people left and right. They're signing ex UFC fighters over there. I mean, they're they're trying, but I think that I don't necessarily disagree with that. But they'll they'll give you they'll give the number one contender an easy against the number nine. I know, but they put it up as the co-main event. I mean, it's like. Come they're, they're, on, guys. That's a prelim, maybe an opener, but in co-main, you gave to like again. That's what I was like, and this is why you're Bellator. This. Well, the UFC won't do that. They won't. I mean, they won't give Colby Covington the number twelve guy off a loss against Usman. Right. They're gonna give him Tyron Woodley, right? Right. Who's like probably the number four guy, or maybe five guy at this point, but is the ex champ. Which, by the way, that fight's coming up in three weeks. And I am excited for that fight. I'm nervous for that fight. I don't know who's going to win that fight. Because if there's ever going to be a motivated Tyron Woodley, it's got to be against Colby Covington. He does not yeah. want to lose this fight. Um, he hates this guy. He <laughs> fucking hate. And Colby Covington is obsessed with being the belt. Like, I've hung out with Colby plenty of times. And he does not take losses well. Not that guys do, but you've hung out with guys before where like the next day you'll see them or a week later and it's like, oh, I lost a fight, but that's part of the business and this is the sport. You know, that's my job. And some people have bad nights. And no, that's not Colby Covington. Colby Covington is a guy that like, when he lost to Warley Alves, was obsessed with that fight, to getting, to getting, to winning the next seven or eight fights. He's thinking about Usman every fucking day. Colby, and that's what makes him great. Uh, but this is going to be a fight where they're both going to show up and they're, oh my God, I, I don't know. I That's going to be a war. That's going to be a war. That, there's going to be a lot of fireworks in that one from the bell forward. It's going to be fantastic. Well, Uncle Creepy, I guess, is not showing up. So that's three for three uh, guests uh, <laughs> that have not showed up today. It's no big deal. Fuck it. Just another Monday. Fuck it. You know, We're having a good time, just the three of us. I'm having a great time. Yeah. You know, I'm having a great time. Uh, mm. 
I mean, I don't know because look, people are writing off Tyron Woodley. And I think that's so stupid. You can't be a fan of mixed martial arts and not respect how good Tyron Woodley is. And yeah, I know no kidding. He, I know he looked like shit against Gilbert Burns, but I think he got dropped early. And I think that oh here here comes creepy. He got he, he got dropped early, and I think that set the whole fight off. And I think he was also training for Leon Edwards before that fight. Uh, hard, and then the COVID happened. Oh, here comes the, our other guest. That was 1230. Uh, so Usman's here too. Uh, what's going on? So we got Uncle Creepy and Usman uh, is both here. <laughs> Little blonde running through the background. Yeah. Uh, hey, how you, how you guys doing? Good. What's how up, are you? Dude? What? 1230, man. What, what's going on? This is. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm at the airport. So. Oh, no worries, man. Dude, listen. Uh, so uh, let's, let's, let's do this. Creepy, you're going to sit in for this interview, and then we're going to talk to you in a second. Uh, okay, brother. So. Muhammad Usman, by the way, uh, big fan of your fights. Uh, you're six and one with five finishes, and damn, you got some power. Holy shit, man. How's it going? It's going good, man. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, man. Uh, I'm, uh, now, when did you start fighting? Uh, I, started, I started like mid-2016. I just started training, and then uh, we went straight pro. Uh, we, we trained for about six months, and then we made my pro debut. And then just been chugging away ever since. And, uh, you know, with the current circumstance in the world, you see, you know, we're at, we're, we're here now. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you have any wrestling background or any boxing background? Yeah, uh, yeah I wrestled in, uh, I wrestled in high school like my brother. Um, I was, I was pretty good in, in, you know, I was all whatever, number one in Texas. But uh, football is what you, you know, football is where we, where we were supposed to make my, make our money, you know, we, so we thought. So I went that route instead of uh, wrestling. Well, I mean, you went D1 football. You were defensive end for uh, University of Arizona. How close were you to going pro? I mean, I was as close as it gets, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, all my guys went pro. Um, I bounced around. It's uh, Sometimes it's right place, right time. And, uh, you know, it wasn't my time for that. Now, you must have gotten so much ass at Arizona. Those women must have loved you. <laughs> I mean, it was a good time. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, Greg, right? I mean, this huge, freaking good-looking Nigerian guy with those little white girls that could probably just like run into you. I mean, it must have been. Was it threesomes and foursomes, and was it crazy? I don't know, man. It was just. It was a real good time, bro. I can't even lie to you. Oh, good. Good for you, man. Good God, I want specifics. <laughs> it sounds like it was a real good time. Oh yeah. man, my mind, man. I, like, like uh, when it gets closer to fight week, man, it's almost, it's almost like your your body's sending signals to your brain, letting it know it's almost time to go to war. So my whole energy is just different, you know, because <laughs> yeah, it's very, like the week of the very, fight. very convenient, very convenient, um, very convenient. Now your your last. Let me ask you. Something. Go, go, Greg. Go on. I was just, I was going to say, I mean, your brother Kamaro, I mean, okay, so having that already out there, do you feel it's an advantage or do you feel more pressure because everyone's, you know, I mean, looking at you as, as his brother? Um, 
I'm, I, I enjoy it because it pushes me, you know, because uh, I've had my back against the wall my whole career, you know, playing football. So pressure is always going to be there, you know. you We naturally have pressure on ourselves just to win as it is. So, you know, so I try not to bring more pressure into that space, you know. But, yeah, everybody wants to give me their best because that's my brother, you know. Right, so right. Bring so out the best in me. I, I would tell him, yeah. like, oh, you can get a hobo off the street and that guy's going to want to knock my head off. <laughs> Right? You know? They see that last name and they're like, oh, I gotta bring it. Yeah. Now, exactly. So uh, it, it makes me push my level to another, you know, go to another level. Now, your last That's fight, awesome. you just lined the guy up and went, boom. It was like picture perfect right hand. I don't even think that guys even got up now. It was a couple months ago. Uh, the fight before, you were pounding the guy. The guy tapped out the strikes. Um, how's your ground game, though? And how's your stamina? Man, uh, that's why uh, I feel like that's what I really want. I want to bring to the game of MMA, you know, like watching Kane Vlasquez and these guys. Like, I'm different than these other heavyweights because I have something, you know, everybody has what they're good at, what they're unique at, you know, and that's why my name is The Motor, you know. Uh, my number one thing in my mind is I'm going to get in here and I'm going to push the pace and I'm going to bring the fight to him no matter what. And then uh, until, you know, until, it's, until I finish him or we, we go three or five. And, uh, and I really try to put that in my head and, and I always know I don't get tired because it's my pace. I'm the one pushing the pace. So why would I get tired when I'm running my pace? Right. Now, um, now you and Usman, now you and uh, uh, Usman, now you and Kamaro, by the way, Kamaro used to come to our podcast all the time. He's gotten too big for me. Uh, he, doesn't return, <laughs> he doesn't return my text. Uh, just so you know, if, if you talk to him, tell him, like, I'm, 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 I'm aware of his big timing, but I still like him. I'm still a fan. I'm sure I'm no one ever asked you to sure. pass a message along. Yeah. No, I'll always be a fan of him, but just so you know, he, sure. unfollowed, he unfollowed me on Twitter. All right. Now, um, <laughs> now you guys, you know, I heard you say you guys don't talk every day, but you're close, but you're not, like, best friends. Yeah, no, we're, of course, this is my brother. He's, he's. He's my best friend, but you know, it's not that he's not, you know, you have friends. He's one of, he's my, us being African is a different type of energy. We, we, uh, it's almost like he, you know, he can tell you, you, you can kind of feel his energy without him speaking, you know, it's just our culture. So, you know, so I, yeah, I love him, man. And he pushes me and he, you know, pushes me to want to be the best I can be in the MMA cage. And, uh, you know, and, uh, that's, I, ch I channel all my MMA career to him, you know, he, I started one of the reasons, he's one of the reasons I started because I seen he had success in it and I know I could have success in it, you know? So uh, a lot of my success comes, uh, you know, from him. How many brothers are there? I have two older brothers. Now, when are, when are those guys making their debuts? Uh, uh, no, guys, we've, we, they've joked about it, but he's a pharmacist. That guy, he's, he's the one that you got to go pick your doses up from when your body's sore. Guys. Nice. Well, you got it all right there. You got your, you got a trainer and a pharmacist right there in the family, dude. You're, you're set up. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, man. My family is very fortunate. We're blessed. Now you're fighting a guy, Jaren's Hodges, and I don't want to bring down anybody's excitement for the fight. But this guy's two and five, but the two guys he beat are zero oh and five, right? Combined. How do we not overlook this fight? Like, how are you? Man, I've, uh, trust, I don't overlook anybody, you know? And just like we were saying earlier, it's anybody that sees my last name wants to give me their best shot, you know? Yeah. So this is his Super Bowl, you know? So I, so I really know that 
put that in my mind and know that this guy is not coming in with everything else. He's summing up. To him, he's 0-0 right now. Right. To him, he's trying to right. get into this right. guy and beat me. And I'm the exact same way. And I've watched him on the guy. I'm not overlooking him. He's a, he's a solid kickboxer. You know, the guy won some kickboxing tournament last year. We know all about the guy. The guy's a very solid kickboxer if you let him kickbox, you know. So I'm going to have to bring the fight to him and, and get him out of there quick. Good, good, good. Now you signed with the PFL, right? Yes, I am. Oh, so next year you can win a million dollars. Of course. Uh, that's awesome. I uh, work with the PFL, so I'm I'm really happy they signed you. That's that's. Yeah, man. That's, that's why I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that the PFL seen my uh, my plans on what I want to do. Even though they're not putting on fights this year, they let they they you know they gave me a cause to go out and fight. And uh, you know a lot of these guys aren't doing that. You know they they just want to sit around and wait till next year. But I'm. But I'm ready. I'm wanting to fight. You know, I want to get better. The only way you get better is by cage time. And I want to get in there and I want to fight and I want to get better in the cage. Now, are you training in Texas or Arizona? I'm in, I'm in Texas right now. I did most of my camp. I did 99% of my camp in uh, Dallas, Texas. So were you with, like, uh, Alonzo Menafield and uh, those guys? Uh, yeah, I, 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 spend, I, I spend some of my time at Fortis MMA, but I've been doing a lot of my training at War Room with Stephen Wright, with uh, Razak Al-Hassan, and uh, that's oh, wow. where we train at with, with Stephen Wright. You ever train now, with How you? hot is it there right now? It's got to be, like, 108 degrees. I grew up in Dallas. So, I mean, it's hot, man. It's hot. Plus that humidity, when they give you that heat index bullshit, they're like, it's 103. Feels like 114. <laughs> And it's like, fuck you. If it feels like 114, it's a fucking 114. Yeah, I'm, it's, 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 it's hot, man. I'm not going to lie to you. But it's, it's not Arizona. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Did you ever train with the uh, Black Beast? Huh? No, I've never trained with them. I would love to train with them, actually. I've never trained with them. But you sparred with, uh, um, you sparred with Nganu, right? Yeah, me and Nganu grappled. We've definitely, we've, we've trained. We've done some training and oh, grappled. Like... We, huh? Oh, He's a strong guy, like me. Did you so beat him up? Like, it, Who won? Uh, no, nah, man, we, we, it was, we, were, we went at it, but he's a definitely – he's a strong guy. And, uh, you know, two strong guys felt each other, and, you know, and, I, and, and, I, and that was uh, – it was good for me to feel that. That's actually the name of uh, Adam's biography. Two strong guys felt each other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just one guy feeling each other. One weak guy masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, man. Listen, you seem like a, a, a real nice – Hardworking guy, man. You're impossible not to like. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what's in the future. I'm, I'm, I'm actually tuning in Titan FC just because of you. Uh, this, 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 Dan, I'm gonna make sure you. I'm gonna make sure you enjoy it, man. I'm gonna make sure that. So it's this Friday night, right? It's this Friday night, man. Uh, main event, and uh, I'm pumped, man. You know, I get to put on a good show for Titan FC when everybody's at home. There's no fans, you know, so. Uh, I want everybody to tune in, man. Just keep getting better and just keep climbing and make it getting one step closer to, to the dream. Well, thank you right for coming on. on the show and uh, good luck. Thank you, man. And then uh, let's let's go get it. Take care, brother. Go get it, brother. Yep. Peace. All right, that's that was awesome. Muhammad. Yeah, freaking. What a great guy, right? Yeah, awesome. man. He seems to really have a good. Now, how do you watch Titan? Is Titan just online, or how do you watch Titan FC? It's on uh, Fight Pass. Oh, okay. So fight fast. All right. Yeah, yeah. That dude was. A, I mean, you got to see that. Like, you can't see how ripped he is. But picture Inganu. Two hundred. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, he was no, no, picture, he was, picture Kamaru Kamaru Usman, a two fifty. Right. 
I mean, that this dude has a, a 12 pack and he's 250 pounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, when he was saying he wrestled with Ngannou and, you know, he didn't even say, you know, it was more power that, you know, it was too. I was like, wow, how big is this guy? Because you can't, you know, he just saw him from year to year, you know? That's when I picture like the gladiators. Like, uh, like when I, when I watch like, uh, like, like five, you know, like, uh, 300 or 500. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we got, uh, we got uncle creepy here in a very creepy sense. Uh, how are you, man? Uh, are you in doing yoga? What's going on? Creepy. In yoga? What do you mean? You look like you're in a yoga pose or like you're just, you seem very I am. I do a lot of yoga. Uh, yeah. a lot of breathwork, meditation, yoga, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, man, life is beautiful. I just got off an amazing call um over some i'm a i'm a scientific researcher now um and i'm setting up studies johns hopkins just dropped a study that i i started uh for psilocybin for people um a, okay. a, a observational study that we have with unlimited sciences and johns hopkins university they came out um i brought in i brought in these uh i brought in business proposals to the ufc where Jeff Nowitzki knows a lot about, you know, microdosing and psilocybin, the effects on the brain, the healing, you know, the benefits, the the PTSD stuff. Um, yeah, you're talking about course. you're talking about the psychoactive part of like mushrooms. Yes, it's called psilocybin. There's many other many many other alkaloids, uh, alkaloids and tryptamines and stuff in there that we're trying to figure out chem chemistry wise. Um, what they are and exactly how they affect the brain, how they modulate certain things like glutamate and uh, uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factor in your brain to try and help healing through, through something called epigenetic neurogenesis. But, um, you know, uh, doing blends of, of, of not just mushrooms, but things like black pepper, turmeric, CBD, these can give you this anti-inflammatory effect and get you into a flow state. So Jeff Nowitzki will, will contact me and say, hey, you should probably be out. Because he's my friend. He's a mentor of mine. Um, number one, will you come hang out and see me? Uh, number two, um, you should probably be talking to the athletes about this because, you know, USADA doesn't test for, for psilocybin. They, they, they cannot test for, for uh, psilocybin in your body. The way it converts is from psilocybin to psilocin to serotonin or a serotonin mimicking molecule that turns on your, your serotonin receptor and then has a very anti-inflammatory effect as that turns on. So, you know, you're, you're, you're just in a better flow state. All of your, all of your senses are heightened and all this stuff, but uh, you can tell I have a, a lot of, I just talked about all this stuff for an hour and a half with this big publicly traded company out uh, of Canada. And um, I, I'm trying to set up a, a performance study here. Well, I have to find, I think I'll have to have a university somewhere in, in Colorado, but I'll be in Toronto and Jamaica, hopefully um, doing these studies and running them myself because I need to find athletes. I need to find normal people where we can check VO2 max and punching power and, and like I said, all, all the different biomarkers that I can check, whether it's through blood, whether it's through saliva, through a mask, VO2 mask, I can check all these things and, and show people not, you know, yes, psychedelics fix you mentally as far as addiction and childhood trauma, trauma that's happened in your life. But they also, through epigenetic neurogenesis, they heal your actual brain. They, they do things... They, they, they heal your receptor sites. I mean, most people don't know, you get actual brain damage from trauma. Like you're raped as a child. They're, on a CT scan, the, 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 the damage is the same. The amyloid plaque is the same. Sure, us being football players or, or, or fighters banging up against each other all day long, every day, that creates much more plaque. But you know, these blends of fungus and other 
you know, adaptogens as they call them, um, like black pepper, which bunch, but you know, boost absorption five, a couple thousand percent. You heal your brain. Like you guys know me from before. I was damaged. I was on suicide watch. I wasn't doing good. And that, and now I'm able to talk about like that study with Johns Hopkins. That's me. And I, I don't need credit for it because I don't care. I'm not trying to be famous or be rich or anything. It's my my study to help the world, not just fighters is out there and it's happening. It's run by the two, the largest, the two best science researchers in the fucking world as far as in the country is psilocybin. That, it's, my, it's my baby. Yeah, you I know, was gonna so, ask you about double teaming girls with Chuck Liddell. Uh, yeah. I can say, I think you might need a new nickname. I think maybe <laughs> Uncle Creepy isn't, isn't uh, who you uh, really are anymore, I mean, which well, is not a bad thing. I mean, we evolve, we grow, we change. I mean, I rebranded myself. So it's just, I'm looking at you, I'm hearing these things, and I'm like, I feel like Uncle Creepy doesn't, isn't the name. Uh, that, well, well, no, no, I'll, I'll get there. And I started a business called The McCall Method because I, 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 I do healing. I, I heal people through, you know, whether it's psychedelics or I work with a biotech company where a bio or a life scientist company where we make something called exosomes. And, um, you know, I consult with the UFC. I consult with all kinds of athletes and people. And, and you know, are you, you guys have ever, ever heard of stem cells? Yes. Sure. Oh, and by, by the way, my, my, my next name, because I'm now, I'm, I'm part of a, uh, I'm a reverend. I'm becoming a reverend for a plant medicine church. Nice. So cause I, I'll, I'll never, I'll never be, I'll never be. Um, You're I'll reverend be, creepy. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that every reverend? Yeah. I will never be, I'll, I'll, I'll never be a doctor or scientist. You know, I'll, I'll never have that, that, that was my, my girl. Yeah, my, 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 my girlfriend's a scientist. I'll never be a doctor or a scientist, but the fact that I can be a federally recognized reverend and an elder for a church that is a plant medicine church where people can grow. I don't grow mushrooms. I don't, I don't give mushrooms. I don't want to be a shaman, but, but just to be able to go look at guys, I'm, I'm doing this to heal people. I work with a church out of San Diego called the Earth Temple. Um, and myself, I, I do integration. I don't give people the drug themselves unless it's in a clinical trial, but I will do it. Uh, I, I do something called integration. So I teach, uh, we have a whole couples therapy thing that we wrote. It's holding space for, for a loved one. I do uh, parenting uh, integration, uh, toxic masculinity, teaching men, like, look at guys, we, we, we've been lying to women this whole time. Like we fucked up. We've been abusing these people and, and kids and, and do like, like child, childhood trauma is a real thing. Like our, our traumas get stored in our tissue and people don't understand that. Right. And, and when, when you're, let's say if you're fighting, for instance, you're climbing into a cage in your, in your underwear to fuck someone up for blood money, okay? You're giving and receiving PTSD in that cage in front of everyone. That's super traumatic. So when you take psilocybin in the microdose, your, your, your fear response drops. So then you're able to, to, to not have that happen and not have that trauma stored in there and not, not have this stuff. So it's- Didn't you it's, say you were willing to step into the cage last week and fight somebody on short notice? No, bro. I, I'm never gonna fight again. I joke. Uh, they, oh. they, the UFC could never offer me enough money to fight again. I, I don't ever want to fight again. I don't ever want to hurt anybody. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to, you know, I don't want them to hurt me. I, I, I lift weights and I, I do yoga and I, I do a bunch of other stuff. But I just, I, I don't. I'm not that person anymore. So I gotta tell you, man. I have never wanted to do mushrooms again more. <laughs> then, then right. This, this, Wait, this. this this version of Reverend Creepy is is creeping me out. I have so many questions, Reverend Creepy, and obviously you're a lot more versed. I, you're speaking Spanish in a lot of ways right now. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no offense, Greg. 
now, um, <laughs> not dick. So you think mushrooms will help your punching power? Yes. Yeah, so it, what, it, what it does is it helps your kinetic efficiency. So your body. So yes, you're, you're in the flow state, which is when you take enough, just enough, all your senses are heightened. Yeah. Okay. And then you have uh, things like a cordyceps mushroom will give you vasodilation. So, so more oxygen to your brain, your body, in your blood. Um, and and you're, you're not going to be physically stronger like a steroid, like more testosterone, if you can modulate that. But your body moves a lot more efficient. So you're, you're not, number one, you're not afraid to get tired. So you're, you're, you're using that oxygen more efficiently. And also the, 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 the nitric oxide that's also built when you need both, when you breathe through your nose, you're not just producing, or not just bringing in oxygen. It's also nitric oxide. So uh, your body's just, just in this flow state and you just move like silk. It's fucking great. And I, and I, and I do this because this is what I, I obsess over it. I mean, as you can tell, the last time I became obsessed with something, I became the best in the world at it. Right. Now I'm I'm obsessed with this, and and and, and this is this is my calling. You know, I, I I have a chance to, I have a chance to to help a lot of people. You know, I have I have these athletes, loved ones, contacting me and telling me, hey, um, you know, this person that that is your friend is not your friend anymore because the brain damage, because they're on pain medicine, because they're addicted, they're fucked up. They're, they're, they're abusing their loved ones in every way, shape and form. And I, 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 I can't, I can't sit here and not do something about it. So I'm busting my ass and I'm working my fucking butt off to, 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 to get to these people and show them, look, I know what I'm talking about. I I was just with, with Chuck Liddell and and some other friends at at the, the pool all weekend in Huntington beach. And my friends, my friends have no idea that I can even talk like this. They have no clue. And they were all like, what the fuck? Like, Jesus Christ, you know, like I'm, 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 you know, I'm, uh, yeah, business, business is a booming brother. There's a bunch of stuff that I do. I also, you know, the, the, the world's first FDA and, and third party certified CBD lab and product, you know, like I'm formulating a post, a post a post fight concussion serum. Well, we already have it formulated, but we need to get it to the UFC. So, uh, Robert Creepy, what's wrong with, Toxic masculinity when it comes to cage fighting. Okay, so masculinity is 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 good. We need to be men. We need to stop being pussies. But okay, when I wake up every morning, this is my this is my protocol. This is my stress protocol: breath work and meditation for at least probably 15, 20 minutes before I before I go to bed or before I go downstairs. And I'm lucky because my girlfriend and I are both are both. I don't want to self-aggrandize at all because it's gross, but. We both have very gnarly sex addictions. So we make sure that, that, you know, before I get out of bed every morning, we have sex. Okay. I go downstairs. I smoke, I smoke a joint with my cat. I relax. And then I, and then I start business and I, and then, and you know, within, within my, within my, my, my coffee or my tea that I have every morning is my, you know, cordyceps mushrooms, reishi mushrooms, uh, lion's mane mushrooms. These things have polysaccharides, beta glucans in them, vitamin D, which vitamin D turns into fat and it's a hormone, um, where, you know, polysaccharides and beta glucans are what, what strengthen your immunity cells from you know so so covid camp on then i go outside and i ingest cbd and thc which those both inhibit or they they blunt they blunt the production of two different proteins ace5 and ace ace3 proteins and those proteins help the covid molecule bond to our our, to our 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 immunity cells so so i you know i hacked covid like it's 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 not fucking rocket science it's just health and wellness it's it's biohacking at its best let me ask you this can you settle the debate for me because as someone who's done mushrooms and 
enjoys that community. Uh, there's been a long simmering debate with those of us who don't really know, we just consume, uh, as to what is the more potent part, the cap or the stem? Because I've always been a stem guy, and people are like, no, the caps are what really gets you off. But I was told it was the, the fungus in the stem or the blue part in the stem that is more potent. What do you think? There's no difference. There's psilocybin in there. Um, but the thing is, people go, oh, yeah, the more blue they are, the better. And I'm like, not really. That's me. It's just called oxidation. That's me. It's degrading. So the, the blue part's not, not a good thing. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's equal parts throughout from what I understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, because no this has always kind of been like a funny debate. People, are, I want all cats, and I, you know, I want all stems, and I'm like, I don't know. I like the uh, now. If you're gonna microdose, let's just say hypothetically, I've got a couple grams in my freezer. Hypothetically, yeah. um, what now for the microdose? Like, if I want to just take part of the stem, like, what, what, what do you think would be a microdose? Okay, so you need to get a food scale, please. Get, get a food scale because this will make it much, much better. That gets down got to it. the it gets down to the yep. milligram. So a microdose itself, they say, is from, is from 0 0.05 or 50 milligrams to 0.25, which is 250 milligrams. But that's supposed to be subperceptual. Now, subperceptual, it, 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 it gets perceptual around 0.2, and that's where you have flow states. So for most people who are just a normal person like yourself trying to be creative – Take it, you know, two to three days on, two to three days off, and, and build your own protocol. Paul Samich has a protocol. I have a protocol. James Fadiman has a protocol. It, it's those are just just it's you have to do it yourself and figure it out. Right. Finally, what works best for you? Were you saying between 0.15 and 0.25? Yeah, I, I I would say start with 0.1, and 0.1. then go from and then go from there. So, but and, and if it depends, do you do you want to get a, are you are you okay with being a little a little elevated, like being yeah, a little hot? Totally. Okay. Then, then yeah. So. so so, so, so start with point one and then, then go to point two and just, and just play from there. That's safe for sure. Any, any thoughts on this? I have a question regarding mushrooms because my girlfriend actually has epilepsy. You know, she has seizures every now and then. Do you think there's any future or relation between mushrooms, psilocybin, all this stuff, and epilepsy? Because I know epilepsy is just like something's faulty in the wiring of your brain. And I know if you take a heavy dose of mushrooms, it could alter that uh, wiring. Do you think in the future or even now, if there's any studies going on uh, with mushrooms relating to epilepsy? Oh, oh dude, we've, we've, got a, we've got a CTI and a TBI study. We have a PTSD study. We're not just the only ones. There's multiple people doing it right now. Um, and yeah. With, with epilepsy, so my, my former ex, Alicia, uh, uh, who was Webb, who was uh, Ryan Shamrock in, in the, the WWF, um, she has epilepsy. And, you know, so I'm very familiar with it. And it's, dude, that, that, that shit's gnarly. Like, I, mm. I, I feel so fucking bad for her. But yes, so the, 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 the neural connectivity, the, the electrical impulse in our brain that connects everything, um, yeah, that's, that's from, from amyloid plaque buildup and inflammation. So when you, when you, when you have uh, an anti-inflammatory diet and specifically paired up with psilocybin who has that epigenetic neurogenesis, the healing of the brain matter itself, oh yeah, it, 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 can, it can help. And uh, it's a, a big thing is, is what medicine are they on? If they're on an SSRI, this could give them something called serotonin syndrome, which is too much serotonin in their body. So it's about getting them off pharmaceuticals, which are the devil. Uh, I mean, I, I told everybody I was addicted to painkillers for 20 years. The one time I got off of painkillers, I, I was the best in the world. You know, and I don't fucking care. That's besides the point. But it's knowing that I was able to fix myself. If I can do this, 
anyone can do it. And I just have the tools to show people, yes, you know what? It costs money. I have a fee to charge you, but, but we do integration. Like, like it, it's, 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 it's fixing the brain itself there and then dealing with the rest after dealing with the traumas and all that stuff that pop up. Because um, as a child, your childhood trauma, you're not going to remember because you're a kid, your brain hasn't developed yet. But, but uh, as Dr. Gabor Mate through the, uh, the, the compassionate inquiry program that he's, that he's, he has, uh, we've learned that the trauma is stored in our tissue. So your brain doesn't remember, but your body does. So when you can drop the default mode network or the, the fear response in your brain, uh, you, so picture your brain as a little circle. Okay. You have a circle here. That's your brain. All your bad thoughts and traumas are in a little box in the middle. Well, modern therapy can't get in there because the default mode network protects you. But see, when you have the fear response drop down, then you can get in there and you can go like, oh shit, okay, I can deal with this. This happened to me? Like, what the fuck? Okay, well, I knew this happened, but I hit it. I mean, there's been stuff that's popped up in my life I, I, I totally forgot about. And you deal with that and then you, then you don't have uh, anxiety. So your anxiety, your depression, all this stuff, like a, like a fighter going into, in, into a cage. They're going, I'm a pussy because I got scared because I was in the, in the cage. No, you're not. You do this every day. You're a fucking, you're, you're, a, you're a god. You're a fucking champion for just being here in the first place, okay? It is your it, childhood traumas and addictions that are, or childhood traumas that are leading to addiction and leading to these, this anxiety coming out at the worst possible time. You know, you're in front of all these people, all this pressure, all the cameras, and, and you get scared. You don't pull the trigger. That, that that's what this is from. And I mean, this is all obviously science. Like this is people that I talk to and work with and, and, and know, and it's, it's, it's so nuts to, to now be the guy that's, I mean, this is, this is my calling in life. Fighting was, was, was great. Sure. I had fun. I, I lived a dream. I was a piece of shit. I was psycho. I was on drugs the whole time. I was a mess. I was mean to people. It wasn't good. It, this is now a new person that is out here just trying to heal people. And I mean, dude, I, I work with Olympians. I have three different Olympians. I've got fighters. I've got a motivational speaker. I've got all these people that I'm working with that are coming. I, I, I my girlfriend and I wrote our, our own couples counseling protocol. You know, that, that, that's, that's crazy. Me, the guy that like, I was like, I wouldn't have trusted me with, with the couples counseling. And now I'm, I'm helping people fix that or be a better parent or whatever. Cause they just, yeah. Seem- if someone would have told me uncle creepy and become a couples counselor. I'm like, does that involve him fucking your wife? Because that's what I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Creepy. Yeah. I have I have OCD. I take Alexa. Sometimes yeah. I have a thought, which I'll be like, oh my God, did I think that? And then I have to like think of a stop sign or something else. And this happens and that happens. For you know what? I'm in, a, I'm in my own space. And they say, because they say I have a lack of serotonin in my head. And that's why I, I have this. Yes. My, mom, I have, my mom had schizophrenia and she left and I was yeah. and yada, yada, yada. But you're saying that getting off the pharmaceutical stuff, the Alexa and taking mushrooms, is it be better? Yeah. So what, what I would say, especially to get off of, of a medicine like that is to take something called brain derived. So you're, you're trying to produce brain derived neutrophic factor and glutamate, which are like, like a, uh, you know, miracle go for the brain. But um, I have a biochemistry lab. My buddies have here. It's, it's not illegal. It's not a steroid. It's a peptide. It's, it's, you just inject it in your, in your body fat or your intermuscularly and uh, mixing the microdose and that together because it'll have it's a it's ednf brain derived neutrophic factor with nad plus which is nicotine aside i don't know um something else and you mix those together and 
you will have the addiction properties are, are knocked down a bunch. Your addictive receptors or your pain receptors are healed. Your opioid receptors are healed. Whatever, whatever sort of chemicals have been in your body, that trauma, that stuff, that's, that plaque gets to be taken off. And you're, you have about six hours of energy because of uh, something called the adenophy, adenosine triphosphate or ATP that's in there. So you have a, you have a great non-spracked out sort of energy, but your focus is insane. So it's, it's, the, it's the mental efficiency and the kinetic efficiency are are through the roof and it's like yeah you know go what we are this is this is a technically a felony what we're doing and, I, and again i tell people i'm not a drug dealer i don't provide drugs i don't do ceremony i have shaman that i can take you to to get this but if pe- people are are doing this more and more in mass i mean it's fucking crazy so i say if you can get it yourself do it yourself. You're going to do it anyways. I can teach you how to do it properly and teach you the information about what's actually happening. All right. Back to MMA for a second. So uh, I tweeted out recently, or I put on Instagram that Chuck Liddell told me back in the day, the night before Randleman knocked out Crow Cop, uh, he went up to Mark Coleman and Randleman and said, what do I do tomorrow? And they said, what do you do? (laughs) You're fighting Crow Cop. What do you do? Chuck then said, you don't have a game plan? They said, no. He goes, all the way in, all the way out. Next day, Randleman knocks out Crow Cop. You said there's a lot more to that story. Oh, to, 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 to that specific story, I'm sure there's a lot more because those dudes back in the day in Japan were, were like, dude, I've heard stories of Randleman grabbing like some Japanese guy and running him down the bar head first through all the drinks and throwing him <laughs> Keith, Keith, Keith Herring found a midget out there and was carrying him around with him for like the whole night, <laughs> you know, just like insane shit. So who knows? I mean, out there and you know, like, dude, those guys partied so hard back then. They got away with murder in Japan. You know, like the, 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 the stories, just go so deep out there. And I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in Japan with those guys, but you know, my, my stuff's more or less in Vegas with Chuck and them. But yeah, I, I, I just made that as a joke. Cause I, there has to be way more. Well then Chuck <laughs> said also the night before he, uh, that, um, uh, uh, Coleman fought Fedor. He went up to him and said, how do I defend a leg lock? Like the night before. And, yeah. and that, uh, Chuck told him how to do it. Were you there when that happened? No, 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 I wasn't. I didn't know what you said. The saddest part was, uh, I was with Kevin the night before he died. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what? He, he had this wheezing cough, but um, to see Kevin that happy, and I mean, he was skinny as fuck, but to see him so happy and felt so good, it was such a good place. Like, I, and, and then when, when I had my other, our other friend, Jervis, or I think it was Jervis that called, um, I, I, I fell apart. Like, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm the kid who was, I was the kid that, that saw these idols of mine, Kevin Randleman, Chuck Liddell, BJ Penn, Boss Rudin, whoever. Uh, I, I got to become friends with them. These are, these are my, these are my, my brothers. Like these are my, some of my best friends and, and they, they like, it's, it's amazing. And to see that happen. I mean, dude, that was so hard. That was so hard. I mean, you know, I, I had my best friend die in my arms. See, there was our, I had Justin Levins fucking kill his wife, who was another one of my best friends, then kill himself. Uh, Jeremy Williams, my coach, shot himself. Like, there's been, there's been so much trauma that I, I've had to break myself that uh, I, 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 did a, I did my own work. Hey, Jeremy recently. Williams, a boxer? Jeremy Williams, a boxer? No, no, no. Jeremy Williams, the, the, my, my trainer, my old coach, uh, the, the fighter. Now, and, uh, and now, there was another story that, like, because I went up to Chuck, and I'm like, hey, Creepy told the story about how 
you'd have three or four girls. And I'm not sure Chuck even wants you telling the story, but uh, yeah, you but you told it on the podcast. He, he doesn't care. And that you would walk in masturbating in the room while he was having sex, and he'd be like, "Hey, take care of my friend." Uh, or, or, or not always. It would be vice versa, or or they would be agreed upon before. But yes, there was a lot of of, of group sex. And again, I don't want to self-aggrandize because it was it was gross <laughs> for me because because but but you know it's like. It's, it was, it was madness. And dude, I, I was, I was a kid. I was a teenager. I was like 19 flying to Vegas with them and doing all this crazy stuff. And we're talking the, the, the most beautiful, I, I feel so lucky because the most beautiful women in the world, whether they're famous or not, um, have, have always, I've always been able to, 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 to bed them or they've wanted to sleep with me or they never wanted to date me. <laughs> they well, always wanted to keep one time, he said one time they was, he was talking, doing an interview. He was, you were having sex with a girl from behind while she was blowing him and he forgot he had to do a uh, interview for a fight. Yeah. So he, they called him up and he did the interview while this was going on. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we were, uh, oh yeah that happened and i think it's in his book so, dude my my mom my i got my mom a copy of the book signed and uh she goes yeah so there's a lot of, a lot of these stories uh these are crazy you how many of these are you a part of and she somehow brought up that one and i was like why would you think that i that she's just just shook her head and walked in the house i was like sorry now are you listening to the interview while it's going on or are you focused on the sex like while she's blowing chuck are you listening i was doing the work i i had to put the work in because he was busy right of course <laughs> he was doing the interview i mean come on yeah yeah he was getting blown in the interview like he was talking while girl was blowing them while creepy's behind you know doing his thing um yeah yeah so that's well, listen, man, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless on this whole thing. I, 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 I want to try mushrooms based on your, but at the same time, I don't know the dosage or how much to take or what if it's a bad trip. I mean, I take edibles and I can't know. I don't know when it's over. Like, I, okay. you know, so. so, so this, this is what, what we do. There's, there's set setting an intention. So if, if you go with someone who is, I, I, I can direct you to actual people who are, who can facilitate this. And we'll, we'll talk about that after. Um, you you have set setting intention. So, what's your mindset going into it? What what are we? What are, what? Why are we here? You're setting. Who are we with? Where's the music? Music is huge. I work with a lot of shaman or shamanistic music people. So it's you know what's the mindset? Where are you at? And also intention. So like what are we looking to get out of this? And you might not even deal with that thing, but but you have to have the intention going into it. You speak before. You have a little bit of homework before. You, you go through the ceremony and then after you do integration and you know, we just, I just bought a, a 40 acre desert uh, a property out in the desert. We've got a farm with, with dates, figs, citrus, mangoes, a bunch of stuff and a hot springs. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have a bunch of sustainable living there where we, you know, we built out of shipping containers and dome homes and whatnot. And just a little, little trailer park we're you know, redoing and making it all nice. It, it's my very own Eden, but to take people there and do integration work after and talk about the things that came up in their trip and to help them through it. And to, to, you know, to, to, when you listen to, to the stories that someone tells themselves and other people that the, the, the neurolinguistic programming is, is what it's called. And to kind of read that and help them redirect those stories 
and 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 it has a profound effect because you know we're just chemistry and vibrations i mean it sounds silly because you see these hippies talking about it like oh we're just we're atomic beings and we're all about vibrations well it's true chakras are true they're real and i've had them specifically scientifically done you know uh, taught to me and to know that like getting up in the morning and just smiling making yourself smile and laugh has a chemical response in your oh, body. Thank you, your girlfriend. I, every morning I smile too, though. I mean, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and it all, it also, it that vibration is good in you. So then, when you when you get in with a loved one, your child or your roommate or your, whoever however your loved ones are, you just get up and you tell them like, "Hey, how are you? Like, I love you." And just that simple interaction creates. I mean, being in love creates more growth hormone in your body. Your cortisol's down. You're able to be way more productive. So biohacking, biohacking starts with a smile and good food and good thoughts and just and just good conversation. You know, right, it's so when, like, when I was in high school, my junior year, I went to boarding school and my roommate was sleeping. So I went into the bathroom to jerk off and I got caught and everyone made fun of me and called me like Dark Bader. Uh, the next day. Uh, <laughs> how do I get rid of that thing? So I can come to you and then we, I can never think about that again. How do I get rid of that trauma? That's so fucking, do we get rid of shitty memories? Yeah. Oh yeah. Any sort of trauma, whether it's the, 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 the stuff you remember, we can go in with that intention is, is to, to make you less nervous about, about, you know, being Darth Vader or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can people follow you, uh, creepy and find out about this stuff? So my social media is Uncle Creepy MMA. I'm going to change it soon, but uh, Uncle Creepy MMA is my social media. I have the McCall Method. If you want to book some sessions and talk, uh, it is at themccallmethod.com. Uh, go check out unlimitedsciences.com. They have a bunch of information on this, and they, um, they are the ones with Johns Hopkins that have my study that I'm so proud of to be the person that has that happening because it's, it's out of my hands now. This is, in, this is in the hands of the best guys in the world. Uh, also, I work on the political level with Decrim CA. It's, it's the decriminalization effort for all of California. Um, so uh, go on there, decrimca.org, and yeah, sign the petition. So in two years, because we missed it this year politically because we, we, of COVID, but we can get the initiative on the ballot in two years, 2022, and then we can have it probably by 2023 or the end of 2022. We can have uh, at least psilocybin decriminalized in all of california and if california does it everyone else is going to do it so so um please guys go out there and check it out and if you have any any questions contact me and this is what i do for a living and i love you so i want to help greg amazing what do you got love it. what can people watch uh, for me it's you know united we fall the big series finale wednesday night on bbc at eight o'clock cool well thank you creepy by the way thanks a lot brother you're the best Correct. Thank you guys so much. Love you. I'll see you later. Love you Take more. Care, Take care, man. Oh, okay. Before, before we leave, by the way, I, I told Greg that yes. Greg thinks that when we have fighters come on who are Republican and we have comedians debate them, I side with the fighters. Uh, and people, they're thus giving the impression that I am a Trump supporter. I Listen, I don't hate Donald Trump, okay? A lot of people hate Trump. I'm not one of these guys that every day on Facebook, they bash Trump. However... I, I'm, th I, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, okay, because I think that we have to get back on track to somewhat normalcy and have somebody who really respects the office. I feel like Trump, while he has some good qualities, uh, too, too much tweeting, too much fighting with celebrities, too much divisiveness, 
people are too angry right now. And uh, I know people were angry under Obama too, and blah, 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 blah. But we can't have this anymore. Uh, having, a, having a president that cheats on his wife after she gives birth three days later with a porn star and then gets sued and then calls her horse face on Twitter, it, we, we have to just stop with this stuff. We, we need somebody, that, and I think that while I'm not looking forward to voting for Joe Biden, I don't necessarily like Joe Biden, uh, not voting is not the answer either. I think we have to get back to the electoral college so everyone's vote actually get rid of that. So that everyone yes, get rid of that because we'll have a popular vote. Most people in California aren't even voting because they know it's going to go Democrat. That's the exact opposite of what people were intended to the electoral college. So it should be everyone's vote counts. Not yeah, but if you get rid of the electoral college, New York and California are going to run the country. That's why it wasn't stated in the first place. You don't know that. No, that's kind of what it's been doing this whole time. This last time was one of the few times that it flipped against them, but that's what allows New York and California to control things in the Electoral College because they've got so much weight in it. I think I think the getting away with it actually makes one vote one vote and would actually bolster the value of Republican votes in Democratic states and the Democratic votes in Republican states. I think people would, don't I think it'd be a lot truer. It'd be a lot truer, I think. I think enough people don't vote because they know that their vote's not gonna count because their state's gonna go one way or the other. It just isn't so that's you know, what's the point of voting? And especially now with COVID, people are like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not sitting online right now to vote because I'm not going to, because they're, why would I stand online to vote when it's not going to count anyway because it's going to go Democrat? You know, I'm not going to risk my health. And then mail in voting, a lot of whole other. Anyway, so that being said, I just want everyone to know uh, because, I, because, because Greg thinks that I'm coming off as a huge. Now, do I think everything Trump does is bad? Absolutely not. I think some of those policies are great, but the whole, the character of Donald Trump as a human being, it seems a little bit flawed. And when, when you got the guy's lawyer, okay, in jail, and his lawyer is writing a book about how horrible of a person he is, how you can't trust him, that's, and he talked to him every day when he woke up in the morning and before he went to bed for the last 10 years. When that guy writes a book about you, telling you that you're not presidential and why you shouldn't vote for him, there, there, there's some red flags there, okay? So I know I'm, I'm gonna get shit from people. I don't like Joe Biden either. I just and, and look here. Here's the thing. I just you know you tend to throw me and Shang at it like we're the only two ones that are you know. And again, I'm no a Democrat. I'm no liberal in this. I'm like you. I'm voting for for Biden because I think that's what's what's the right thing to do in this instance. You know. Um, but I just wanted it to be. I just you know wanted us all to be on the same foot. No, right. Because again, we all know where you stand, uh, Wean Dog. And I don't. I, you know, you're the Trumper. Okay, cool. I think, and I think, you know? right. and I think that I think that Biden is central enough. Look, I, I I don't support AOC. I don't support socialism, communism. You know, obviously, so some socialist policies are decent. Uh, I would love universal health care if it was possible. Blah 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 blah. But it seems like there's a far left, and that's a very dangerous. People are like, well, Biden's a puppet. I don't think he's a puppet, okay? I, I hope he's not a puppet. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, he's a puppet, for sure. 100% a puppet. <laughs> he's going to die Trump. the day after he gets elected. He's going to die, and then Kamala Harris the will puppet. be your president. He's got, Putin's got his hand so far up Trump's ass. Reno, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm embarrassed for you, but you know what? We can all have our own political opinions. I'm voting for Donald Trump on November 3rd, and he's going to win again, and I will be happy. Well, he's actually going to lose an historic landslide, but we'll all be able to discuss that on November 4th. Okay, well, I'll record this and I'll keep this saved on my desktop. So when he does get reelected, we'll play it on the podcast and, you know, we'll eat a cake. Okay, please do. Please do. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there are parts of Trump I like, but uh, just come on. We, uh, 
we got to get this country back to unity. People, I've never felt like people are more embarrassed to be American than right now. And it, it, it's not good. It's not good. It's not, the divisive is not good. I don't know if Biden's the answer. He's probably not. Uh, so anyway, that's said, Greg. I hope you're entitled. I, hope I, am, I just wanted. I just wanted it to be clear. So we're all we're all out there together. Okay. We're all out there on the same plane. You know, everybody knows where we stand. That's it. You know, that's good. I think that's a good thing. I want to watch the debate. I love. By the way, Joe, I love watching you drink out of this giant jar through the whole. It's like it's like you're supposed to be powerlifting, but you didn't get to the powerlifting, but you kept the water jar. Yeah, I mean, I just found this in my trunk of my car. I ran out of water bottles, so I'm just drinking out of this thing now. So I'm not doing this like show off that I'm like this healthy fitness guy drinking out of a giant gallon. Whole, this is like the I only know, water I, I have. Noticing, by the way, I will watch the whole way. podcast. Anytime I see you, you have this giant. You're like, <laughs> it is very emasculating and empowering. I will admit that. By the way, I want to do the actual water. Debate, the debate. I'm looking for the to the actual debates because I can't be swayed the other way. But right now. Anyway, so that being said, thank you guys very much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Muhammad Usman. Uh, thank you, Uncle Creepy. Trap,